0: This episode of the Water Cooler Checkdown Podcast has been brought to you by the House of Hoodies. It's getting really cold out. I mean, it literally happened in like a second. Everyone's pretty cold these days, especially up here in New Hampshire. It's basically like you're in Timbuktu. Uh, and if you're trying to stay warm while also supporting your favorite teams, because let's face it, wearing a basketball Jersey in the middle of October, you're basically asking for your nipples to chafe and no dude really wants to go through that unless you really like the office and want to be like Andy Dwyer, um, to stay warm, get one of the house of hoodies, hoodies that you can get for your favorite NFL team, NHL team, MLB team, soccer team, or whatever you could possibly think of. They do custom orders. They already have some orders already done in place. And honestly it's a really it's a really cool idea that I feel like no one else has really hopped on to lately, and if you're looking for a good deal, you're like, "Oh man, I don't know if I can spend that kind of money. Use code extended cut at the checkout, and you receive fifteen percent off. I know fifteen percent off what well, think of all the coffees you could buy pumpkin spice lattes? maybe not based on our audience. I don't think any of you buy them, and neither do I, but that's out there now anyway use code extended cut at house of hoodies.com tell them we sent you you'll get your 15% off today we're going to talk to kyle erickson the man the myth the legend again to talk about week three and what's come to expect and some of the the headlines that have come out lately have just been absolutely weird i mean eli manning daniel jones all that and more but first let's get rolling All right. And today we have Kyle Erickson back on the line. Once again, Kyle, thank you so much for coming. And how was your week two?
1: Hey, Corey. My week two was uh, sad. The Broncos (laughs) lost in such a tragic fashion. Bullshit fashion, I want to add. (laughs) Um, Bradley Chubbs roughing the passer was, I don't think, a correct call. And I also think time expired before the Bears field goal. But you know, the Broncos aren't really a playoff team anyway, so it's not the end of the world.
0: Hey, man, you lied um, to a Chicago fan's just being absolutely
1: astounded that they could win a game
0: with their kicker.
1: With their kicker, yeah. That was the first for Chicago fans. Since they Robbie Gould. monkey off their back. Good thing it was against one of the worst teams in the league, in Joe Flacco. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who is who still elite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am not questioning his elite talent. I'm questioning Good. his ability
1: to throw the football. Uh, that what yeah well it seems like you're questioning his elite talent oh
0: before. no but i'm not i'm not i'm not you can't okay. that's something you just can't take away from you just someone. can't
1: the man the man exudes eliteness he wakes up in the morning and pisses elite
0: that unibrow just like grows
1: eliteness his son's first words right when he was born was elite
0: and joe said yes yes i yes. am <laughs> my son <laughs> my yeah, prodigal uh, son <laughs>
1: <laughs> Other than the Broncos, though, my, my, my week was all right. I lost a fantasy football game by one point. Uh, I originally had won the game by a score of 119 to 118, but ESPN, shout out to them, issued a stat correction two days ago that ended up with me losing 120 to 119, and they issued the stat correction after I was already behind <laughs> everybody else in the waiver wire. So, uh, shout out ESPN.
0: I want to just say that. Wait, what do you prefer? Do you prefer Yahoo
1: or do you prefer ESPN? I use ESPN. I would no longer say I prefer it.
0: I'd never have preferred it after experiencing Yahoo. It's kind of like when you get like $5 wine at like the supermarket. It tastes really sweet and you're like, "Oh man, this is this is good." And then you uh buy real wine, and you're like, "Ah, yes." this is Uh, what it's supposed to be
1: like (laughs) this is this isn't watered down grape juice with a little bit of tequila mixed in (laughs)
0: uh yeah i gotta say people who still use espn as their primary league i had to do it last year due to a time issue with uh yahoo because they have like a weird time preference thing my times are always in pacific time so we were really confused by that because believe it or not Mm. i live on the east coast so i'm not really accustomed to that time gap but uh yeah. Can we
1: just say, though, that the West Coast has better viewing times for football? They wake up, and at 10 a.m., football's already on. It's like the London by,
0: games for us.
1: It's like the London games for us, and then by 9 p.m., it's over. So, you know, you don't have to stay up until midnight or 1 in the morning and then go to work the next day after the Sunday night.
0: Well, I still stay up late and watch, so who's laughing now? So. West Coast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you take your warm weather and prime football times and shove it up your ass. <laughs> you tell him, Corey. <laughs> yeah no yeah <laughs> anyway espn is for neanderthals i just wanted to throw that out
1: there um i, I no longer disagree i want to put my fantasy league on blast for robbing me of a win
0: shout out noah Ginty, who will never listen to this podcast
1: <laughs> yeah you don't know that <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, well. uh let's yeah get him on the pod next week <laughs> surprise guest <laughs> let's let's get my fantasy commissioner on the pod so i can confront him about this horseshit. i'll just sit here and just like Watch, <laughs> yeah. You can sit back and just watch the bloodshed and sue.
0: Yeah, my league's going pretty well. I know you know. You know what the most popular thing to talk about on podcasts is that no one gives a shit about your own what?
1: fantasy team
0: because no one can relate to your fantasy. Because
1: no one can relate. Yeah, everybody has their own. Everybody has their own experiences. So There's on... no sympathy in fantasy football either. It's it's
0: uh, yeah. You're looking at the top scorer in your league, which is honestly just like a absolute. Shocking revelation, seeing as my running backs are terrible.
1: you <laughs> have You're the high score in your league.
0: Yeah, I have Austin yeah, Eckler have and Damian Williams as my one-two. Nice. nice. Yeah. So well, I,
1: you said Eckler and Williams? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's Eckler, basically. Ecklers turned out to be a really great, really great running back. This well, year. I picked Gordon at least in, like at least the in terms sixth. Of fantasy production. We knew he could play before.
0: Yeah, it's just that I have Gordon, so I picked him in like the seventh round. So I'm like, I might yeah. as well keep Eckler. Good thing I did yep. because he's carrying my team. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess it's time to just hop right into it.
1: Dive right in. What happened in the
0: week? All right. Um, A lot of injuries happened this week for only really quarterbacks, which is yeah. kind of weird because usually it's a positional player.
1: I feel like that gets hurt this early yeah. in the season. especially the way that that the game is officiated it's it's not common to see quarterbacks being the ones getting injured but it's a
0: real shame because it was the two youngest quarterbacks in the nfl that had to go down so early
1: ben roethlisberger and drew Brees, (laughs) the young guns
0: (laughs) who just led the league in potential um,
1: <laughs> they're two young gunslingers with <laughs> the world of potential let me tell you <laughs> dude
0: their teams had so much invested in them oh man
1: uh you hate you hate to see both teams lose their first round draft picks this early in the season
0: god that is
1: always tough <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about of course the 37 year old ben roethlisberger and the 68 year old drew Brees.
0: oh god don't do drew like that he has great <laughs>
2: Tide commercials
1: <laughs> fair enough ben however uh suffered a little bit more severe of an injury uh he's out for the season with an elbow injury and is he having tommy johns has that been i feel like
0: it hasn't been confirmed yet but i would assume it's gonna be tommy johns
1: yeah um that's that's a tough one for ben roethlisberger um at 37 years old suffering a severe elbow injury like that especially for a quarterback who's never really kept himself in the best of shape hey do you expect him to return? <laughs> no uh, offense to Ben Roethlisberger, but... Hey,
0: man. Ben Roethlisberger stays in shape the way that I would in Rec League, and I respect the
1: living hell out of that. You got to respect it. You got to respect it. Um,
0: I would say that Ben... I could see... This is what I feel like is the realistic timetable for Ben. Ben comes back next season the The expectation is that he's gonna start but he quickly realizes by like the third week of preseason that he doesn't really have the practice etiquette or the real etiquette to stay like the regimen to stay in shape for or get back into shape i guess because god knows we know big ben's gonna be doing p90x all season to stay in shape just kidding uh he's gonna probably realize that football is no longer in his future and probably retire at the beginning of the preseason
1: you think next year that happens yeah 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 I, I i don't know that we're gonna see big ben on the football field again and, and as a football player we'll miss him as, as a person an individual human being <laughs> uh, not so much
0: hey man i've heard so <laughs> many so ravers dude he's probably like him and aaron Rodgers are on the mount rushmore of quarterbacks that like doesn't seem like anyone on their team actually likes
1: yeah yeah the, the second big injury drew Brees. uh he tore correct me if i'm wrong he tore a ligament in his throwing hand thumb and it occurred on a hit uh by aaron donald oh man that's gotta Um, feel cool
0: aaron donald's a wimp
1: it's gotta feel great you know if you're gonna get injured by one player in the nfl after ben roethlisberger of course you want it to be aaron donald
0: (laughs) after ben roethlisberger dives on that big mac on the football field oh i'm sorry that that's just harsh he's hurt (laughs) he couldn't reach for it anyway with that elbow
1: (laughs) no he couldn't
0: Uh yeah, so like, if you were the um, uh, which backup quarterback are you more like assured that the team can still do well? Do you think that Mason Rudolph, the kid from Oklahoma, will do it, or do you think Teddy Two Gloves, the unconscious Minnesota Vikings quarterback, is the man that they need?
1: That's a tough one. Um, I really like Mason Rudolph. Um, I remember watching him at Oklahoma State. We played them in our bowl game a couple years ago, and. He's got a phenomenal arm. He can throw the ball around the field. And, and in relief of Big Ben against the Seahawks last week, he completed like 63% of his passes, I think. 100-plus yards, two TDs. To Vance dance. He, he, yeah. Uh, he, he did throw one interception, but it was off of a drop by Dante Moncrief. So, you know, that wasn't on him. Um, I have honestly more questions about Teddy. Although I trust Sean Payton more than I, I trust Mike Tomlin and the Steelers staff to get Teddy Bridgewater ready to play. Um, I think both both will be competent this year. I'm not particularly high on either one, though. And, and keep in mind, Drew, uh, too, uh, Drew, Drew Brees will likely be back in about six weeks. I want to... Uh... So... Whereas Mason Rudolph is going to have to start the entire season, it appears.
0: I did a little deep dive on Mason Rudolph just to get like acclimated to who he is. So when his last year at Oklahoma State, he finished college, he finished his last year with 4,904 rushing yards, which is actually uh, was 277 yards of Baker that year. He is a very a very driven athlete from what I've also seen because I guess once a week he would meet Mike Tomlin as the third string quarterback last year to see like the keys of the game that Tomlin identified and just to understand the game from a professional perspective. And I honestly think that I could see a situation where he plays himself into like proving to be the successor for Ben Roethlisberger for next year.
1: I can see that too. I can see that too. Mason Rudolph certainly checks off a lot of the boxes that you like to see in a professional quarterback, mainly his work ethic, which you just brought up. Um, I I think he'll be successful. I'm a little bit more concerned about Teddy Bridgewater right now because of the bigger problems that the Saints offense has had.
0: Did you see the report that said that they were going to still split time between Teddy and Tation Hill?
1: I did. I like that. I like that. I, I do I, too. I, I love Taysom Hill as as their Swiss army knife. I think mixing him in with Teddy Bridgewater will help throw off the Seahawks defense. I feel like just Uh, New Orleans is traveling up up to to Washington State this weekend. I
0: feel like if I was Sean Payton, I would have probably started Taysom Hill instead. I feel like the offense could be much more expanded with Taysom Hill in the rotation than Teddy. Teddy's kind of limited. He can only throw you throw short.
1: Yeah, and, and that's been a big problem with the Saints offense is they haven't been able to, to really spread the field. Um, but going off of that, what were your thoughts on the Rams-Saints game? That that was the game I planted <laughs> my flag on, and I was right.
0: Yeah, well, it looked like you were going to be right within the first quarter.
1: Congratulations, <laughs> Kyle, for accurately putting your briefs in
0: the Uh If you need any uh, thank you mail, you can Kyle, you can plug your P.O. box um i'm I'm gonna pass for for the moment (laughs) i don't really want anthrax in there (laughs) from the the bayou fans (laughs) uh i thought the game was like a shit show once Drew Brees went down there was that one sequence in the game where Teddy Bridgewater the the, the Saints offense got like five penalties in a row and they went from yeah. like a, he made a good play would get called back then it got called back on a holding a called back on a false start a called back yep. on an offsides and then they punted it <laughs> I was yep. just like well that's sweet that's definitely yeah. gonna help Teddy Bridgewater's self-esteem
1: <laughs> oh it will oh it will long term I mean I mean, we saw Sunday that the Saints. Troubles with the refs have continued. There was
2: do that sack.
1: That, yeah, the, the missed call in the second quarter, where Golf fumbled and Cameron Jordan picked it up for a touchdown, that the refs called back and ruled incomplete, was a complete game changer because it not only kept the ball with the Rams, but it took seven points off the off the board for the Saints. Um, and God
0: knows they needed it.
1: I I do also want to add that while the refs have definitely um, you know gypped the Saints that's kind of stolen away from the narrative that the Saints offense has become woeful going back to halfway through last season. I'll I'll come back to that later because I want to focus more on the Rams. Um, But the Saints offense has not been good. And the Rams kind of found their stride as the game went on. Their, Their first six possessions, they only scored six points total. The Rams did. They had three punts, a turnover, and two field goals. Their last three possessions, though, they scored a touchdown on every single one. Uh, 21 points, three touchdowns. The wide receiver core looked great. Uh, Cup on that 66-yard tear of a run he had after the catch. It's good to see him back. Todd Gurley looked pretty good too. 63 yards and a touchdown. I'm still a little bit concerned about their offensive line. Golf was sacked three times. A, a Robert Woods' touchdown got called back because of a dumb block in the back penalty. Um, but regardless, the Rams' defense also looked really good, too. Wade, Wade Phillips called himself a game. Wade Phillips um, is so good. He's you, a great You would know. Yeah. He, he won a Super Bowl with us in Denver. He's a huge reason why, him and Von Miller. But it was also cool to see Clay Matthews start to make a resurgence. He's had two sacks in each of the Rams' first two games this season. And, the, and they held the Saints to only one drive longer than 40 yards.
0: Yeah, Clay Matthews has kind of been irrelevant for the past like few years for the Packers. I think it's just always. I think they're using him situationally now. He's not like an every down linebacker. I think they bring him in for like run stuff packages, or if they want to yes. bring him in on the outside.
1: Yeah, I I don't think he was really properly utilized uh, in Green Bay. But if anyone can figure out how to put him to good use, it's Wade Phillips, and it seems like they have because Clay Matthews is still a decent pass rusher.
0: Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a a man, a myth, a legend, a man who does need no oh, introduction.
1: Are we, are we gonna Are we gonna mention he, he whose name shall not be spoken? I think we should. I think we should as well. Gardner, are you, are the you a, cashew? Are you Are you on the hype train? Are you? Are oh, you I am so
0: in yet? on the hype I train. I am
1: so aboard. Yes, all of my <laughs> roommates and I we have collectively decided that we are all Jaguars fans this year, no matter who they play. They can play our favorite teams. It doesn't matter. We are rooting for Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars. All that I guy need- <laughs> is a beast. That guy. Do you know? Before every game, he stretches out. In the oh, locker I know. Room I think ev-
0: every NBA person knows. I that's love the
1: best thing I've ever heard, dude.
0: He's like a Baker Mayfield on crack version. Like we thought he's Baker incredible. Mayfield was like a dude's dude. Gardner Minshew is like a dude's guy's dude. <laughs>
1: a like- legend. He is legend.
0: like, dude, I'm so jealous that part of my take has already claimed him as their own because, like, I like I would totally hop aboard this hype train, but we got to respect it, obviously. We'll find our guy eventually that no, will
1: just – I want Gardner mid He has also played so well. He's completed 74% of his passes so far this season. He's thrown – he's only started two games, too. He's thrown for nearly 700 yards, five TDs to only one interception – and he was one two-point conversion away from being 2-0 as a starter.
0: The thing that's weird about that, did you watch that Tennessee Jaguars game? You obviously yeah, did. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I watched most of
0: it. Did you notice that he scores on the same route every time in that like yeah. red zone? They just do a fade to the outside with a wide receiver or tight end, and for some reason, mm-hmm. like the defense just hasn't realized that's what they're going to use consistently. But they could have easily had six touchdowns if freaking D.D. Westbrook wasn't like, have hands that were just nubs
1: yeah he's been he's been really really bad this year but also so, dj shark yeah.
0: has been disgusting for that team he's
1: been very good yeah he caught one of those those touchdown routes it wasn't quite a fade it was it was more a, a go route like a 20-yard go route but um yeah he, he's somebody who you should probably target in fantasy i picked him he's up available yep um the, the jaguars though their, their schedule for the rest of the season is not bad they play the broncos panthers Bengals, jets buccaneers and raiders teams with a combined record of two and 10 to start the season as well as they have another matchup with the titans who they just beat and two matchups with the colts who are one and one and i would think the jags can can win one of those games not can against Minchu, the colts <laughs> convince can you and and nick Foles, you know when and if he comes back can they sneak the jags into the playoffs
0: um, I'd say with the collapse of Pittsburgh, potentially, that there's a wildcard spot that's completely open. And now it's I'm, up for grabs. The Browns schedule is not easy. So I wouldn't also pencil nope. them in. I'd say the South has a pretty good chance of producing a wildcard team, if not both.
1: Yeah, if not both wildcard teams. I agree.
0: I um I I love Menchu. I love the story about hearing that he tried to get a medical red shirt. <clears throat> I, I don't know if you read it I don't know if you heard about that one.
1: I didn't, I didn't okay
0: i'll tell you in a brief yeah. thing uh so basically he wanted to get the medical red shirt so he could play another year so he said he grabbed a bottle of jack daniels and a hammer and he started whacking his hand after every sip and he hit it three times and after the third time he just felt like it wasn't breaking so he's like i can't do it i'm in so much physical pain but he wanted to break his hand to the point where he wouldn't be it where he could cl- qualify for the red shirt. This guy's insane. This guy's awesome.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it. I dude, I want to love it, dude. I could Gardner Minshew the second, but there is no Gardner Minshew the first.
0: Yeah, they brought that up. I dude, his dad also. Oh my god, he looks like he like is like a a football coach from the south. Like he looks like he would scream your head off. I love it. There's nothing I don't love. No warning flares.
1: (laughs) I really hope Gardner Minshew becomes like the next Tom Brady like wins four Super Bowls over his career
0: <laughs> I just, a
1: six-round draft pick <laughs> out of nowhere I want
0: him to lead I want him to like love being in Jacksonville like I want someone to like just uh, be fully immersed into being a Jaguar and no one has yeah. screamed that ever so it could have been Blaine Gabbert <laughs> <Blaine>,
1: yeah <laughs> all right all right Pete's the real go Blaine Gabbert
0: yeah, A rip uh so now we're gonna go quickly from one quarterback that is uh absolutely doing well to a quarterback that's being carried by his defense and that's Aaron Rodgers. Uh <laughs> like yeah. the the defense is really the Packers' identity right now. You'd expect with Matt LaFleur that this offense was going to be like just all over the place. It's nowhere, honestly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, the-, the Packers' defense is is really good. Against Minnesota, they forced four turnovers and they had some really good individual performances. Uh their inside linebacker, Blake Martinez, um, came away with 13 tackles, and a- according to Pro Football Focus, he was only targeted in coverage once. Um, that's huge for Green Bay because their linebacker core is pretty depleted. Um, as well, against Minnesota, they have a corner, Kevin King, um, who lines up opposite of, uh, who is it, Tremaine Williams? Yeah. Um he in their first game he only played about fifty percent of their snaps. In week two he we played ninety eight percent of the snaps and he had that interception off of cousins to, to seal the game, which was a great play, but also Kirk Cousins should not have thrown that football. What Kirk, Kirk cousins? cousins was terrible. What? He was so bad. No. You don't I, I think Kirk I, I think I think I said on our last podcast, all Kirk Cousins has to do to win in Minnesota is be average. But it, last week he's kind of he struggling.
0: Like,
1: he was fourteen of thirty-two, which is a forty-three percent completion percentage, for two hundred thirty yards and two interceptions, and he also fumbled twice. His adjusted QBR was like eight.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've always there's two quarterbacks to me that people like have always been one way or the other about. And I want you, I'm going to offer you this hypothetical situation about the Vikings really quick. Yeah. Do you, do you think the team would have been better if instead of signing Kirk Cousins, they just traded for Alex Smith?
1: Before Alex Smith uh, suffered his leg injury. Well, yeah, well,
0: Washington got him after they traded, after they let Kirk go. So it was the same offseason. So I'm saying, hypothetically, if they'd never signed Kirk and went for Alex Smith, would they have been a better team? Or uh, would be now as well. Saying Alex Smith did doesn't get hurt in that game.
1: Possibly. I, I mean, Minnesota is such a complete team. Kirk Cousins is really like... Their biggest weak spot right now. All, like, literally, that team is so good. Kirk Cousins just has to not suck, and they'll win 10 to 12 games.
0: And at Alex this point, they kind of look like 9 and 7 to me.
1: Yeah, they kind of do. And, and Alex Smith is somebody who wouldn't turn the ball over like Kirk Cousins, who is able to handle, you know, big clutch moments, which Kirk Cousins is not. <laughs> this so, is yeah, all maybe, hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe Alex Smith would have been better. All right.
0: Uh yeah, what else do we got? We got up, oh, well. Well, this kind of you want
1: to do you, do you want to talk about Rodgers a little bit.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Rodgers.
1: Should we go in on Aaron Rodgers for a little? I don't think
0: I don't really want to go in on Rodgers. I feel like this team really I think is trying to become a more run oriented team than passing. I mean, you just see it with the way they used Jones last week. I mean, he was really good. He had 23 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown, yeah. which off the last five, week they barely used five yards him. For carry. Yeah, they barely used him last week. I mean, yeah. Devontae Adams is the only receiver that seems to find himself open as he had yeah. seven catches for 106 yards, no touchdowns. Devontae Adams, I am sorry for your, the fantasy owners. Like, you thought this guy was going to be the, by far the number one. I did as well. But, like, Rodgers is just, like, I don't know if there's like they just ditched the plan or he just doesn't look the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I, I have two thoughts to share. The first is – the season so far, Aaron Rodgers has completed 62.5% of his passes for 412 yards and three touchdowns. Um, 62% passing and 412 yards are both worse than Eli Manning through the first two weeks, and Eli's benched. Oh, um, to, be, to be fair to Aaron Rodgers, however, <laughs> this is my second point, they've played two really good defenses in Chicago Chicago and Minnesota. So, And another one Rodgers- coming up they have another one coming up yeah so i mean well while, while rogers hasn't looked great i'm actually more optimistic about their offense with, with matt lafleur moving Le Fleur. Le Fleur. <laughs> how many times you know again are they going to face two or three top 10 defenses in a row which i think minnesota and chicago are
0: bigger question um, how many more times are we going to say matt lafleur <laughs> <Le Le Fleur. laughs> till the end of the season
1: Hundreds, hundreds, probably. Well, this is a
0: good segue because it's about time to talk for
1: fantasy facts or fiction.
0: Uh, Dalvin Cook, as we just stated, um, I think he, besides Eckler, is the RB one of the of the year so far. I mean, if you drafted him, I don't think you were expecting this kind of volume, and you're 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 getting volume. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Let, so, in, in my draft, to talk about my fantasy team, uh, ten team league standard. I the number one overall pick in a snake draft. So number one, I took Saquon Barkley. And then at 20 at the back end of the second round, Dalvin Cook slipped to me. So my RB1 and RB2 is Saquon and Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook, last week against Green Bay, a great defense too, had 20 carries for 154 yards, a touchdown, three catches. He had that huge 75-yard touchdown run. And right now he leads the NFL in yards rushing. I'm loving the usage uh, that Dalvin Cook is getting in Minnesota's offense. The biggest question mark is just, is he going to stay healthy all season? I hope so. <laughs> uh, I really hope so for my fantasy <laughs> team. Fingers crossed for no biased reason whatsoever. Every single night he does not get hurt because he's gotten hurt every year he's been a pro. I, I so. could pray
0: for people of national disasters, but instead I pray for Dalvin Cook to I pray not. For
1: Dalvin Cook. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Dalvin Cook in my league has been disgusting. He's scoring 27 points per game in my league uh, so far. And yeah. that's like the uh, he's number three in like fantasy right now in my league, only behind Austin Eckler. And that's the only reason is because he's not a passback. He's just been purely dominant on the ground, which I think is so rare for fantasy running back dominance these days. I mean, yeah. uh, unless you don't run a PPR league, I guess. But if you don't, then once again, you're a Neanderthal. Uh, <laughs> The Minnesota is so committed to the run that there is no reason that you would never feel cautious about playing him because they'll run him to the ground, especially with Kirk Cousins, as we said, being absolutely trash.
1: Terrible. It it makes sense now why in week one they only had Kirk Cousins throw the ball ten times. Yeah,
0: I'm so glad I I have Adam Thielen.
1: Yeah. Well, Uh, Thielen actually hasn't been a terrible fantasy. No, he hasn't.
0: He's just been the only receiver.
1: He's been the only receiver. Yeah. If you drafted oh, and drafted Stephon Diggs,
0: RIP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now uh, we're going to go to a player that hasn't disappointed going off of <laughs> Stephon Diggs. Uh, Mark Andrews, <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, Lamar Jackson's safety blanket. The tight end of Baltimore, who most people were wondering who the hell was that last year. Um, 16 catches for 220 yards and two touchdowns in two games uh lamar jackson passes about 28 times a game on average and eight of those a game are going to andrews for targets um that sounds i don't know pretty sweet in a league that really is really not that talented in tight ends anymore you kind of have like five and then outside of the five for fantasy you're like kind of screwed you're kind of like just throwing darts on a board and hoping it sticks uh he's the fifth tight end overall in fantasy right now and i don't see based off this uh ravens offense how that would change
1: Yeah, I don't either. Uh, In the preseason, Mark Andrews was one of my sleepers because of the reports coming out of Baltimore. of Just talking about what a great repertoire he had with Lamar Jackson. Um, And it showed he's caught. And this is an astounding number. Mark Andrews has caught 12 first down passes through the first two games. Um, He's questionable this week with a foot injury, but I I expect him to play. He, He dealt through that last week. Um, but if you do have him in fantasy, keep an eye on that. Um, Another, you know, point that makes me think is is this going to be long-term is that their first two games for Baltimore have been against Miami and Arizona, who are not very good teams. Um, I guess this is kind of a a question for you because I want to hear your thoughts. Do, Do you expect Mark Andrews' production to last?
0: I think this offense is very explosive, And I would have more concerns if I saw, like, Lamar Jackson wasn't completing a high percentage of passes. Like, if this was just, like, big play explosion type stuff. But this offense seems super consistent in what they do. This offense is elite by stats but but also by eye test like i mean if you watch the game lamar looks comfortable he doesn't overthrow or make dumb decisions he just stays calm he he definitely loves the tight end and they didn't really have anyone emerge as a good tight end option last year so this this looks pretty promising if i was owning mark andrews right now i'd be pretty content having him start every game except for the bye.
1: yeah i would feel very good about it too uh I, I think that's a great point, that Lamar's improvement from last season to this season has been such a gigantic step forward, and that Not raises the Not bad for value. a running back. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of running backs, Austin Eckler. Do you consider him an RB1 now? Um,
0: as a totally unbiased owner of the number one running back in fantasy football. Totally I, unbiased. Um, I would say that I am pretty content with Austin Eckler right now. Um, I think Austin Eckler is basically the – if you think about the Chargers in general, what has always been a mainstay of their offense regardless of the coach? It's been –
1: Pass-catching running backs.
0: Exactly. Think about it. Darren Sproles, monster. Danny Woodhead, legend (laughs) legend austin eckler is different than those two but also the same what i mean by that is he is an elite pass catching running back who's shifty he's small he makes great cuts but he actually can run the football and there hasn't been you never once were like danny woodhead like man the way danny woodhead finds the 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 hole in the line and just cuts through with elite speed is top notch nope not at all uh (laughs) So what he gives you is so unique because he's putting it up stats on both ends of the coin. I guess is the term yeah. I just chose. <laughs> that, that was
1: a, that was a good term. That was a good term. Corey. I, I hated
0: should,
1: it. We should adopt it. <laughs> I, I think I'm um, gonna throw it out. But but I, I see what you mean. Week one he had 12 carries for like 60 yards and a touchdown. But then also six catches for 96 yards and two touchdowns. And in week two we put up a very similar stat line 17 carries 60 yards and a touchdown and then another six catches for 60 yards so if, if you're in a ppr format or even half ppr format <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> getting a lot of value out of austin eckler
0: once again totally unbiased
1: totally unbiased takes
0: yeah, uh, my matchup this week i'm playing this quarterback uh patrick mahomes aka mr mm. second quarter aka I played missed... last
1: week it sucked
0: oh yeah oh well yeah. So you wouldn't recommend it?
1: I I would not <laughs> I would not recommend it. <laughs> oh
0: God, that's awesome. Uh, so I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Patrick Mahomes, uh, former MVP, <laughs> reigning I guess if we're using real terms. Uh, he he's good. If you like Hall of Fame esque type talent, yeah, that's my take.
1: Yeah, that's it. He is <laughs> Pat, Patrick Mahomes is probably the best young quarterback. In the NFL, I've ever seen, except for Gardner Minshew, that goes without saying. (laughs) That goes without saying. Come on. (laughs) Don't take me for a fool. (laughs) No, but, uh, I mean, we all saw his second quarter last week against uh, the Oakland Raiders. 12 of 17, 278 yards, and four touchdowns.
0: If you only saw the Um, second quarter, that's all you needed.
1: That's all you needed. Um, (laughs) Does Mahomes, Does how good he is, Justify some people drafting him Early in fantasy Um, Usually the the conventional wisdom is Don't or at least this year don't draft a quarterback Early
0: uh, I think It really I would say Because he still went in what like the third To fifth round I guess depending on what kids are in your league but like i would say it's kind of something that i would have built around like if i look at my team and i notice i'm like gonna have a weak spot in like wide receiver i would want to cover it up with consistent points for mahomes but if my team looks pretty solid running back and wide receiver wise i probably still wouldn't have taken him
2: Mm -hmm. he's still not
0: he's not the best quarterback right now in fantasy football he's not no it's lamar Dak, then mahomes i think
1: yep yep yeah uh god it's just watching him play those is, is so beautiful like he's he is the best quarterback i've ever seen it it makes me want to have him on my fantasy team watching him play week in and week out but well you can I get think, something I close i think you're still right i <laughs> you, think you're still right if
0: you're looking for an itch to scratch and you just need like a comb to rub it over gardner Minshew's is your guy
1: gardner Minshew is the guy speaking of elite quarterbacks oh the <laughs> daniel jones era has begun in new york
0: oh man let the memes commence let them uh so um i guess a question that most people have been asking is this is this guy gonna be better than eli um i have some news that might trigger new york's giants fans everywhere uh i think a lot of quarterbacks are more effective than eli manning but you you wouldn't haven't realized that for like the past five years because instead you're like oh well this oh well the defense sucks oh well our wide receivers aren't as good Odell's too much in his head, yeah well newsflash the ball only gets there if Eli throws it, and it yeah. never and it never got there,
1: and it's tough to be worse than Eli Manning too like the way he has played this year aaron Rodgers does <laughs> 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 that's that is due to like differences in play calling right because the giants have been throwing the ball a ton in their first two games you wouldn't know um, it though you wouldn't know it how, how does this affect the giants fantasy outlook though if you own a player like i do like saquon or if you own evan ingram or sterling shepherd how does daniel jones coming in affect them
0: honestly the only two players this will affect our Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley. Everyone else, if you own them in, as a Giants. Like Sterling Shepherd. I was a high, really high on Sterling Shepherd. I, I've officially like taken all my stock out of Sterling Shepherd. The dude's not great. <laughs> he just doesn't yeah. he doesn't do much. I thought he was gonna be like kinda like I don't even know what I thought he would be like. Kinda like a uh the um maybe like Calvin Ridley type wide receiver like a complimentary never like an elite starter type he uh he's not he's just not great he's not (laughs) evan ingram should get a lot of touches because what do rookie quarterbacks like more than anything the tight end end. yep that's and
1: and hope hopefully too daniel jones will be able to open up the field even just a little bit more for saquon barkley because he faces a lot of eight-man boxes
0: all right and with that we're just going to hop right into the
1: what the hell headlines
0: um the Saints' season's over, apparently.
1: <laughs> is it?
0: I don't know. You tell me.
1: I think that that is probably an, an overreaction. Um, now, look, I, I mentioned earlier that we got to talk about the Saints' offense, and so I'm gonna. <laughs> if you go back, <laughs> if you go back to about halfway through last season, including the playoffs, the Saints' offense ranks 22nd in the NFL in points per game. 19th in yards per game, 19th in passing yards per game, and 20th in yards per play. Uh, they throw the ball down the field at one of the lowest rates in the league. I think that's been due in large part to the fact that Drew Brees' arm strength has is, is started to deteriorate a little bit. Hey, um, But it, it, an issue for them is that Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have a much better deep ball. Um,
2: <laughs> what?
1: And they're, the, the Saints defense... It's a liability. So you you, you combine their their porous defense really with a stagnant offense.
0: I'm hearing a recipe for success. I don't know what you're trying to bring out here.
1: It sounds like a 14 win team, doesn't it? Well, I uh, mean, all right. So here's a
0: question I have for you though: um, yeah. If you take Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas out of this team, how good are they actually?
1: Not. They're not good. Like, because I, I don't I don't think that they're a very good team now. To be fair Drew Brees is probably only going to be out about six weeks I think Teddy can win a couple games to keep him afloat and then I think Drew Brees comes in and he and Sean Payton will will get this thing working again Um, their division looks terrible so their division looks terrible yeah so so I think it's an overreaction to say their season's over I still think they can be a playoff team maybe 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 win their division because Atlanta, Carolina, and Tampa all suck.
0: I think Atlanta would be the only competition. I don't see Carolina coming over Cam Newton's disastrous start. And I
1: absolutely don't see Tampa Bay doing that either. All right, well, that's Um, just not fair. That's just not fair. Come on. (laughs) Jameis Winston is the best quarterback in the NFL. Tell me I'm wrong.
0: If you have a hypothetical scenario where you need to steal crab legs from a specific store and you have to pick a quarterback out of the NFC South, who are you taking? Taysom Hill, (laughs) TrickQueston. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, but it, dude, shifty. I, I, <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! No, I I I think it's an overreaction that the Saints' season is over. But they they are in trouble. They have a lot of issues to address, and them getting bad calls from referees has really taken away from the fact that their offense has been bad, just bad, going back to halfway through last year.
0: This is a team that I am gonna say their season is over
1: wow cory that's a hot take all right i i i have a different change subjects change teams i have a different take for you okay is this the year kyle shanahan breakthrough as a head coach uh no very easy to answer
0: here uh the 49ers i don't know where the living hell this freaking 49ers hype has come from it should be buried in the dirt they have played two atrocious quarterbacks to start the year. Uh, they literally got handed a win versus uh, the Bucks because Jameis Winston threw him two pick sixes out of three interceptions. Last time I checked, you usually win a game when the guy gives you the ball as many times as he did. Also,
1: Usually, usually.
0: Yeah, you know, like sometimes the ball doesn't fly your way, and that's fine. It's like whatever, but... uh Let's face it, the defense also, on these opposing teams like, that they've been playing, their defense should look good because Andy Dalton. one of you have ever been scared of playing Andy Dolan ever, and it's Jameis Winston as I previously said, He, Jimmy G also, given all the opportunities he had to score against Tampa Bay, because everyone's like, oh, look at Jimmy G. He scored 41 against Cincinnati. Uh, against Tampa Bay when handed the ball three times in good field position, he went 18 for 27, 166, one touchdown, and one interception. Uh, That's not very good. It's not that great. Uh, Their schedule also is about to pick up really heavily as they play Cleveland, the Rams, and then uh, Arizona and Washington. who Their defenses are all pretty solid. And Carolina is also coming up on their schedule too, who's also not a bad defense. So, frankly, I'm just astounded that we're jumping to them beating the Bengals and being like, whoa, wait a minute. Whoa.
1: Maybe (laughs) Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton.
0: Maybe maybe we're just too low on them.
1: <laughs> maybe we're just too low on them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think we were tricked by Cincinnati also doing well in uh Seattle. In Seattle. Yeah. But yeah. if you watch Seattle, which I'll talk about later, like they've they haven't dominated any of the games they've been in. They've just been gritting and grinding out their wins. So yep. what do you think
1: about the Seahawks or about
0: the 49ers? The 49ers.
1: I like them. Uh, I don't know that they're a playoff team this year just because of how difficult their division is. Um, But I'm more optimistic than I think you are. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's only started 12 games. You know, he's still got a lot of room to grow. Um, I'm
0: not as down on Jimmy G as I am the team.
1: Fair. Fair enough. Uh, But but the defense has already improved off of last year. Uh, Last year, they only had two interceptions. They already have four this year. Which, you know, thank God they have more than two <laughs> the entire season. God, congratulations! Um, I I, I think Kyle Shanahan is a very good coach. Um, I think that the 49ers will take a positive step this year. I think that they win eight games. And I hope going into next year that they build off of that. Because I think that they have a lot of building blocks to be a good team. This year, I'm not convinced yet.
0: You know who I am convinced of? Who? The Buffalo Bills.
1: Oh, I am, too. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, well, well.
1: We're talking about Buffalo.
0: And my main boy that no one else, Kyle, has had faith in, Josh Allen.
1: I still don't. If
0: I could summarize him in one sentence, still raw, still awesome.
1: Still raw, still awesome. Josh Allen. Awesome,
0: <laughs> Josh Allen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. If Josh Allen decided randomly to, like, just start being a beast, it's like, always been a beast. Uh, Kyle, I believe you actually had to do some research on him, so why don't you tell me how awesome he is?
1: Josh Allen is not awesome, but do you know who is awesome, Corey? Uh,
0: Gardner Minshew? Well, yes, but other than
1: Gardner Minshew, <laughs> that, that just goes without saying. That just goes without saying, okay? Do <laughs> you know who is awesome? Joe Flacco. Sean oh, McDermott. Dermott. <laughs> Joe Flacco's elite, he is an awesome Sean McDermott <laughs> The the Bills the Bills coaching staff I think is one of the most Underrated in football um, Their Offense this year has looked Significantly better And that's due in large part to their new offensive coordinator Brian, uh, I think Dabble Is his last name, he, he was the Crimson Tide uh, Bama's offensive coordinator Last year um, And he has been a significant upgrade Um over Rick Dennison, their offensive coordinator of last year. Um, especially considering that Sean McDermott, their head coach is more defensive minded. He complements that staff really well. And they're making Josh Allen look decent. You know, it's not hard. Now, I've talked about it in the past. There is only one quarterback this century who has completed less than 60% of their throws in college and not been a bust in the NFL. And it's Matt Ryan. And his completion percentage was like 59%. So he was right there. Josh Allen completed like 55% of his passes at Wyoming. It's hard to be great. Somehow he's taking a step forward in the NFL. Um, So to be an exception to that rule tells me that there is great coaching going on behind the scenes. Because this season, Josh Allen's completed 64% of his throws, 507 yards, and he's got a 2-2 to touchdown interception ratio, which isn't great, but he's young. Uh, His QBR is up 17 points from last season. And, granted, their first two games were against the the Jets and the Giants, but they've won two road games. Um, The Bills haven't had a quarterback throw for more than 250 yards in their first two games since Drew Bledsoe in 2004. Josh Allen has done it this year. Um, Also, Buffalo might be a team that that could play themselves into the wild card picture because... Or undefeated. Or undefeated, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) At this rate by stats
1: they (laughs) they played new england twice but does that matter no it's
0: going to be a battle between the two (laughs) of them i mean who's going to go undefeated
1: but only three of buffalo's future opponents Corey, have a 2-0 record right now and it's new england baltimore and dallas
0: let the run Um, start
1: they have a very favorable schedule they have a great coaching staff and their defense is very good so two players I'm i'm starting to like buffalo I'm starting to like them. I I love their coaching staff, and I'm starting to like their team.
0: Uh, Two players to watch when you watch Buffalo that really stand out is John Brown and uh, Devin Singletary. John Brown, who who they acquired in free agency, has 14 catches for 195 yards and one touchdown in two games. Uh, If you don't know anything about John Brown, he was never that good anywhere else. Also, Devin Singletary in two games has had 10 carries, only 10, but for 127 yards and one touchdown. I don't feel like you can even argue that he hasn't been effective, and I expect him to get more carries as the season continues because he is still a rookie.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they beat the Giants last week, 28-14. to Into um, pivot, so we learned this week Eli's benched. We mentioned that J- Daniel Jones is the new starter there in New York. Um, I want to throw a hot take out there at you. Okay. Or I guess it, it, it's a question. It's, it's more of a question than a take is Eli a Hall
0: of Famer? Um I think he is going to make it, but I think he like another quarterback I have in mind has no real reason besides the Super Bowls to make it. See, here's the thing about the NFL though, like the the Hall of Fame, like we spend all this time saying like oh, like Dan Marino, he would be like one of the best like top 3 quarterbacks ever if he won a Super Bowl. But yet like we know if you had Dan Marino or Eli Manning, like who's who would you rather have? Oh, but he won two super. Oh, but Kyle, Eli Manning won two Super Bowls, and Dan Marino didn't. Does not like affect your opinion. Yeah, Dan Marino. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you rather
1: have, Trent Dilfer or Dan Marino? Because Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl.
0: Dan Marino didn't. Based off of, I guess I'm going for Dan Marino.
1: (laughs) Trent Dilfer. No, no, no. Trent Dilfer. Oh, that was. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) You know who Eli reminds me a lot of with this Hall of Fame case though is uh, Joe Namath.
1: Yeah. Look yeah, at Joe Namath's stats. He's a great quarterback, but created a legend for himself.
0: Like, he literally, if you look at his stats, he, they're terrible. He threw yeah. more interceptions and touchdowns by a considerable amount. It wasn't like it was, like, two off or anything. But still, that's not, like, even the, remotely the point. You remove yeah. you remove Super Bowls from both these quarterbacks. Their stats are so average. Eli Manning has that. led the NFL in interceptions three times, and then you can make the weird counter argument of being like, "Oh well, Brett Favre has the most interceptions in NFL history." Uh, Brett Favre was a gunslinger. Eli Manning was just terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, their playing styles were very, very different. Um, it, the thing with Eli is though, I love the comparison to Joe Namath. I like that a lot. Thank um, you. His Hall of Fame resume is built on the fact that he's a Manning, right? He's NFL royalty. He won two Super Bowls, and he won both of them against the greatest Uh dynasty ever, Uh ever. He beat what I consider the best football team I've ever seen with my own two eyes, the 2007 Patriots. Um, He made me cry
0: when I was 10. (laughs) That's true, though. Not even lying. I'm just putting it it out there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) How do you know you weren't Um, there? (laughs) Wait a minute. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with you, though. I I enjoy hearing about your childhood tears, Gory. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No, but he didn't do it just once. He did it twice. Okay. He beat Belichick and Brady twice. I'm going to keep mentioning this because I know how much it bothers you. Well, at least I didn't lose to Cam Newton. Hey, too soon. We beat Cam Newton.
0: I meant Russell Wilson. Fuck. Yeah, was losing to Russell
1: Wilson in reference to Super Bowl forty-eight by so many um, points, though. Yeah, that was. You were with me that night, weren't you? I was smiling. That was that was a bad night. A bad <laughs> I'm night. glad I was there I was, for your tears. I was very sad. I was very sad. Let the record show he <laughs> cried. Did I cry? I probably did cry that night. Oh God! You would know. You would know. I have it on my camcorder. <laughs> I I tried I tried to repress the memory of that night.
0: I did. Um, there was great dip, a great win. <laughs> God, gosh. go 12th man.
1: <laughs> shout out shout out to my lovely mother who made an amazing dip that night. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get my
0: chips with my dip. hi mom.
1: <laughs> um I, I think Eli will be a Hall of Famer, though, because of the legend he built. Not necessarily the stats or the fact that he's, like, one game away from having a sub-500 record, questionably. Was that the stat Yeah, you mentioned? Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Corey and Kyle's Game of the Week. It's a
0: QB showdown. Western style. But not in the West.
1: In Baltimore. Or, no, Kansas City.
0: Wait. Is it the West? <laughs>
1: Is Kansas City the West? God, we are
0: geographical geniuses. Comment on our
1: Twitter, is Kansas City the West? If you're from
0: Kansas City, do you consider yourself the West?
1: Or do you consider yourself the East? Or do you consider yourself a separate locality? <laughs> are you an a, a, uh,
0: independent <laughs> geographical location? Comment below. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs>
1: Oh, boy. Regardless, though, this, I've heard it compared to the new Brady Manning. We have Lamar Jackson versus Patty Mahomes. I'm not kidding you. I don't agree with it. I'm just saying. Many people are saying. Many people are saying.
0: (laughs) Word around the water cooler. (laughs) uh, I would not call it that, but Lamar versus Mahomes is two very exciting quarterbacks going at it. It's kind of probably what everyone thought when it was Goff versus Wentz, but we've realized that that just isn't happening.
1: Yeah, that one's not that one's not going to happen. Lamar versus Mahomes, though, is very, very exciting because Patrick Mahomes, like we mentioned, is, is probably the best young quarterback either of us has ever seen. Um, and through two games this year, he's completed 71% of his passes for 820 yards, seven touchdowns, and zero picks. Like... <laughs> Kansas City has scored more than 25 points in 23 straight games.
0: Sometimes it just isn't enough, though, like win the AFC Championship.
1: Yeah, yeah. They'll get there. (laughs) They'll get there. They'll get there.
0: (laughs) When Brady retires or dies. When Brady retires. Whichever one comes first. Whichever comes first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: What are your thoughts on this game, Corey? I,
0: I think everyone's like going offense versus offense. Uh Well, I think everyone's like, oh, man, like, Mahomes is going to dominate. I feel like the bigger question is that Casey's defense is not great. Besides giving up points to the legend Gardner Menchu, who doesn't need to be re-discussed because we can discuss him all day. Um, Kansas City so far is 20th in yards per game. They're 20th in passing yards per game. I guess if you had to argue a strength-ish question mark, asterisk, Uh, it's – They're uh, about 105 yards in the rush. Um, Their defense to me is really like a bend but don't break mentality. I mean, they obviously – they remind me of like the Pats back in like 20 – like when we played the Giants in the second Super Bowl. It's kind of like a – they don't have many big stars. They traded for Clark from Seattle, but they also let D Ford go, so that move was still – very questionable to me uh otherwise though i would say that uh i would expect lamar jackson to shred this defense apart i don't see any way in which he couldn't because baltimore's offense has been out of this world through playing defensive juggernauts arizona cardinals and miami Miami. (laughs) yeah they're first in points per game they're first in yards per game they're fourth in passing yards and they're first in rushing yards
1: yeah, that's very impressive against two weak opponents. However, like okay. you mentioned, but
0: uh, uh, I said they were good. But all right. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. but you
1: said Miami? You said Miami and Arizona are good?
0: I said they're elite.
1: Fair. If Joe Flacco's elite, then Who, Everyone's elite.
0: Hey. Oh. Whoa. That was not what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, Casey's defense hasn't even played good quarterbacks, and they've given up pretty. Actually, Derek Carr they kind of like played well against, but Gardner Minshew, which is expected, they came, he came in and just looked sensational. So I'd expect Lamar Lamar Jackson's right now is better than Gardner Minshew by a decent amount, and Derek Carr is like a little above average.
1: Right now, Lamar Jackson is better than Gardner Minshew.
0: Right Whoa. now, we don't we don't know
1: about <laughs> two years from now when Gardner Minshew has a ring or two under his belt. Um,
0: <laughs> For what WWE? No, well, maybe, he could do honestly, that. I, he
1: could, he, that man can do anything. That <laughs> man can I'm fly. Kidding. I am
0: convinced. Push him off if a bridge <laughs> if he <Yeah>. wanted to. If he wanted to.
1: to, to <laughs> oh my God. To, to me, the the big story in the Baltimore Kansas City game, or, or I think that the key to me is is how does Baltimore secondary hold up? Because they have a really really good secondary led by Marlon Humphrey, and. So far this season, they've only allowed a completion percentage of 55% to opposing quarterbacks. That's fourth best in the NFL. To me, Baltimore wins if they run the ball well, if Lamar balls out, no turnovers, smart with the football, and if their defense, mainly that secondary, can somehow slow Patty Mahomes. you got to slow Patty Mahomes down, and you have to keep him off the field by long, sustained drives and not turning it over. However... I don't know about you. I'm not convinced Baltimore can do all three of those things. I think Patty Mahomes is going to be a little bit too much. So I'm going to take Kansas City, and I'm going to take them by a score of 35-24. to 24.
0: I am going the opposite way. I am going to buy into Lamar Jackson and think that this offense will continue to improve until I am proven wrong and that Kansas City probably – there's a side to this. that I see just Kansas City demolishing Baltimore, and it kind of scares yeah. me.
1: Kansas City can do that to any team, though. I they think can it can do that to anybody.
0: It, they can outscore you to the point where you're just like, "What the hell? It's the second quarter." Yeah. Like Oakland,
1: it's the second quarter, and you've hung thirty five on us already. <laughs> That's what I'm to
0: Oakland. Oakland was winning the game ten zero to start, and in the at, yep. like at halftime, it was twenty eight to
1: ten. And then by halftime, you felt like the game was over.
0: Yep, Gruden yeah. is like, "Knock on wood, if you're done." <laughs>
1: Knock on wood, if you're done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Baltimore. I have Baltimore winning 31-27 to 27.
1: Okay you, you think they're going to hold Patty Mahomes to only 27 points?
0: I don't think Baltimore's Defense is bad, they have good players on they're there They're
1: good, they're a good defense, like I mentioned Their they secondary <laughs> is phenomenal They eviscerated Miami I mean, they did.
0: no one else has I mean, done if that
1: if, <laughs> if you can stop Both Fitzmagic and Josh Rosen I mean, my god, you you can stop Anybody,
0: that's what I'm saying And with that's that,
1: a fact that's teams. The factuals.
0: These are the teams that we think That won't be stopped with
1: Plant your flag team of the week
0: Alright Kyle who are you planting your flag with this week
1: This Plant your flag segment Might be as some say A little controversial oh. I am going to plant my flag If I'm wrong I'm going to get shredded <laughs> On the New York Giants beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers
0: i would love to do this think
1: daniel jones is going to breathe fresh life into the giants offense and i'm not saying he's going to be terrific i'm not saying he's going to do way better than eli well you but do i wrong. think you i think he will be an improvement i think he's got a better arm than eli i think he can at this point in eli's career at least i think he's more mobile um Eli, this year, ha- has gone five for 24 on third down. You just can't get worse than that. And, you know, Daniel Jones, everybody shredded the Giants for taking Daniel Jones so early, and, and I think they did draft. I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think they could have waited to get him later in the first round because um, they had a couple picks there. But regardless, this preseason, and, and granted, it's just the preseason, But Daniel Jones completed 85% of his passes. He was 29 for 34. He had 369 yards, two passing touchdowns, and a passer rating of 137.3. I'm not saying he's going to do that because that was against twos in the preseason. But it's a positive sign. And if Daniel Jones can open up the offense even just a little bit, watch out for Saquon Barkley. Because Saquon this season has averaged 7.8 yards per carry. That's more... Yards than Eli Manning has averaged per throw. Eli Manning was was averaging like six yards per completion. Saquon Barkley was averaging two more yards per carry. <laughs> and and the Giants' defense too is not good. It's very young, but they are a little bit underrated. Because um, week one they got shredded by Dak and the Cowboys, and and week two they gave up a quick three scores to the Bills. But the final forty minutes of their game, they only gave up seven points. And in the second half, something clicked. The coaching staff has been praising their young players this week for how they responded at halftime in that game and really stifled the Bills' offense for that second half. Not to mention that the Giants are playing Jameis Winston, and I'm just not in the business of betting on Jameis Winston. You um, wouldn't be the only one. I wouldn't be the only I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> um, <laughs> Unless the game is being played at uh, Publix, but I mean that's home field advantage. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that, <laughs> that is the case. Um, the, the 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 toughest part of, of this matchup for the Giants and, and for Daniel Jones is uh, Todd Bowles, the Buccaneers' defensive coordinator. Um, last week, Tampa held Christian McCaffrey to really only just 50 yards. They kind of kept him in check. Um, regardless, I I think Daniel Jones is is gonna breathe fresh life into the Giants offense and I think it'll open up things for Saquon and I think the Giants are going to surprise some people this week and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers
0: that sounded like the whitest way to say Saquon ever (laughs) Saquon (laughs) you're like
1: Saquon
2: (laughs) Saquon Saquon Barclay Saquon Barclay
0: uh I, I i am not gonna i actually that game could easily be a coin flip i was gonna say i don't know if i agree with it but both those teams are really like crap shoots at this point and you really don't know oh, what to expect yeah. with the giants nope. lately
1: no yeah but both teams have their issues um i just think the giants can't get any worse like oh, i don't think they can get any worse
0: i wouldn't expect that to change <laughs> yeah <laughs> what uh, do you have this week Corey? uh i picked the chargers over the texans i feel like after the charger i don't know if you watched that detroit uh chargers game at all
1: i caught some of it
0: uh the chargers just like that was like it lets you know the chargers are still the chargers
1: uh they had a yeah, chance but but, to win. but but also let's let's give matt patricia a little bit of credit we really no. shredded him last week and no. he held that that great offense okay i i I hate matt patricia continue (laughs) uh
0: they're offensively stout i mean they're fourth in yards per game they average 300 yards per game through the air and they have 131 rushing yards per game that's pretty good despite philip rivers not being great to start the year he has he has a 60 i mean completion wise probably one of his better seasons 65 percent with 300, uh, 626 yards, three touchdowns, and two INTs. Now, that was, the passing touchdowns and interception ratio is not that great. But his QBR is still a 96.5, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, obviously, the huge player of this offense is Austin Eckler. We've already talked about him. He's been a monster. He's carried the offensive load a ton. He's actually also the second leading receiver on that Chargers roster behind Keenan Allen. And Eckler really is, like, as we said before, is the first running back the Chargers have really had that can do both. I mean, even if Melvin Gordon was playing right now, Eckler would still be a dynamic force out of the backfield. Keenan Allen also has been really good. His issue just has been finding the end zone. He has one touchdown out of 16 catches for 221 yards. You really need Mike Williams to step up with Hunter Henry's absence in this game because, I mean, they lost – the Antonio Gates' corpse can't be resurrected six times in six years. You really just gotta find some new offensive weapon instead of being, "Hey Antonio, grab the, uh, grab some oil. Let's let's lube up those kneecaps. <laughs> let's
1: get going let's again. Do it for, let's do it for one more season. Come on, you've got a <laughs> thirty-second NFL season in you.
0: <laughs> He's just like, guys, this is like the seventh call you've had in the past seven years. Ah, oh, no, no, like, guys, no, come on, we were joking before. We mean it now.
1: Guys, I, I have grandkids. I, I can't keep playing football. No, 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 man. No, no, no. That's
0: Phillip's like, grandkids. I have 10 kids, and I still play. <laughs> uh, the Chargers' defense is, like, you on when you think of them, you think of them as a really good defensive team. But actually, they're really a bad rushing defense. Good news, however, for them is that the Texans' worst aspect of their team is their offensive line. Therefore, their running backs are terrible, and their rushing game isn't that great. So, Basically, you shouldn't worry that much that Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde are going to shred you to pieces. I am expecting a big day for Joey Bosa, seeing as as we've said in previous podcasts, Sean Watson gets sacked more than any other quarterback in the league by a considerable
1: amount. Unfortunately,
0: yeah. Um. So Bosa and Melvin Ingram should be harassing him all day. I expect Watson to probably be on his like on his ass sixty percent of the plays. Uh, yeah, they're also ninth in the league in passing yards allowed. So Watson really is going to have a tough day. Def- like, but I expect it to still be a close ish game. I'm going to have the Chargers win twenty-seven to seventeen. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'd I'd probably agree with you there. That that's going to be a good game to watch. But I I worry so much about Deshaun Deshaun Watson's health. Oh yeah, I, uh, it's real. They need to get more pieces. Like now, but hopefully this offseason onto that offensive line because it would be such a shame if Deshaun Watson went a similar fate that Andrew Luck went.
0: Yeah, it's I, I don't think Andrew I don't think Deshaun Watson's that type of athlete though. Andrew Luck was like had his eyes set on stuff past football. It seems like Deshaun Watson's just a football junkie.
1: He is, he is. But that changes once you start to get injured. Yeah, that's um, true. The toll, it, like yeah,
0: like what Andrew the, Luck said the in the his conference. Builds. Yep. Alright, and off that super inspiring message to the fans, uh, we're going to jump right into the
1: quick picks.
0: Alright, you ready Kyle? Ready to get locked and loaded?
1: I was born ready. Oh yeah,
0: tough game off the bat. We got the Dolphins facing the Cowboys. Kyle, who do you got here? Dolphins. Why? (laughs) Why? (laughs)
1: for the meme i don't know (laughs) (laughs) rosen chosen rosen (laughs) dolphins (laughs) no i mean realistically I i think the cowboys will win but god it would be so great if the dolphins won a game
0: it really wouldn't to me because i have dak and i have the dallas cowboys defense uh, so I'm going to just, uh, the, I'm going to say something that should be said a while ago. Uh, Josh Rosen's elite, and I'm expecting him and, uh, Preston Williams to carve up the Dallas secondary.
1: Is, is that their number one receiver?
0: I mean, if you consider, uh, J- uh, Parker still their best receiver, but he kind of yeah. sucks.
1: <laughs> Don't they have Alan Hearns? No, Dallas does. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe they will trade him to them for the game to make it interesting. <laughs> Maybe we'll
1: trade a mid-game, yeah. Get out there. <laughs> uh, all right. I said Cowboys by a lot. That's my notes. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys by a lot. Uh, second game of the week. The Cincinnati Bengals are traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. 1 p.m. kickoff. Who do you got?
0: Uh close game due to the level of the QBs currently playing. Except Psych Josh Allen's elite. Uh, the Bills defense is going to harass Dalton all day. I think it's 20 to 13 Buffalo.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills, too. I, I think it'll be a similar score. I'm going to go 21-17 in this one. Dude, you're a poser. I, I really I, – <laughs> you're a fraud. <laughs> Busted! I saw your notes. <laughs> um, I I think Buffalo's better coached. I think their defense is better. Uh, I think their offense is slightly better than the Bengals, so I'm taking Buffalo.
0: All right, here we go. Lions-Eagles, Matt Patricia versus – the eagles um here's the thing uh the eagles had a tough loss last sunday in the single hands of nelson aguilar dropping a wide open touchdown pass what could have been also they didn't have carson wentz for half the game and he showed up and he brought him back yeah uh, the lions can only stop the run which unfortunately for them the eagles suck at running the football so i'm gonna say 31 to 17 fly eagles fly
1: yeah i'm gonna take the eagles as well i'm gonna take them by a score of 34 to 20. Dude, I think you're a poser. Eagles, <laughs> I, think, I think the Eagles have a better coaching staff. They have a better quarterback. I think they have a better defense, um, although I, I, I think Matt Patricia is a, is a good defensive coach, even though you don't. But the Eagles are just a more complete team, and I I still think that the Eagles are better than the Falcons and that they have a sour taste in their mouth af- after last Sunday night. So fly, Eagles, fly, baby. Go, Birds. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: what was that? <laughs> what was that? You're like, Ear! <laughs> Were you like an eagle that got shot? It was it was an eagle that was being choked out, yeah.
0: It was an eagle that just got Sam Darnold's mono. Jets at Patriots. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Luke Falk the versus the Pats D.
0: <laughs> Luke Falk. Another beast in the making question mark? Probably not. Brady will probably have another good day. Um uh, I'm expecting like probably two to three touchdowns. I'm gonna say three though. And I said it last week. I'm gonna say it again, cause if it doesn't, I'm gonna be concerned. Sony Michelle should have a good game. Thirty-one to. That's s- a hot take. Thirty-three to six.
1: Pats. <laughs> That's a hot take. See, the Jets lost Trevor Simeon, which I think is an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing d- to happen d- to them. <laughs> Despite that, I mean, let's let's be real. I'm taking the Patriots, and I'm taking them. Mm, by a score of sixty-nine
0: to three. Wow. <laughs> Why'd you pick sixty-nine, Kyle?
1: Uh, moving on. No, Kyle. <laughs> the at Colts, one p.m. Who do you have? Uh, I think
0: Atlanta should have lost to Philly because they're not better than Philly. The Colts yeah, show a grit and grind, and overall, they're very talented. And Jacoby Brissett is much better than most people think. I think people think he's like below average. He is on the upper tier of average, if anything. Twenty-four <laughs> seventeen, Colts.
1: Colts. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Colts too. Uh, I'm gonna take them thirty-one twenty-one over the Falcons. Um, I'm going off your correct score last week in the Cowboys Redskins game.
0: Thank you for plugging um, that. <laughs> on yeah, that, we have a post on it on the Insta. If you don't believe me, yeah. I don't believe you i don't blame you if you don't believe me i don't believe you if you don't believe me
1: i don't believe you <laughs> <laughs> no listen to our last pod Corey, Corey called the cowboys redskins game the exact score 31 21 dallas over washington Hype. um I, I i think the colts beat the falcons by about 10 points this week i think the colts are a more complete team um yeah i i don't expect atlanta to go into indianapolis and win
0: uh so, we have Raiders at Minnesota. Um, my notes were that it's not – I'm not going to be too hard on Oakland because Mahomes is, like, five times better than Kirk Cousins. So, they should have a better time defensively. Probably won't give up four touchdowns in a quarter. Uh, Dalvin Cuck does well. Minnesota does well. That is basically what the game will be determined by. Uh, Minnesota, 24. Oakland, 13. Knock on wood.
1: Knock on wood if you're with me. Uh <laughs> I, I am with you. I'm taking the Vikings as well. I, I like the Raiders. I think they're an underrated team. I think they're a good football team. Um, but I think the Vikings bounce back after last week. I, Kirk Cousins sucks, but I don't expect it <laughs> to be that bad again. It's at home in Minnesota. Um, I I think Dalvin Cook will, will run the ball well. But look, the Raiders week one gave up 100 yards to Philip Lindsay and Voice Freeman of Denver. I think Dalvin Cook has another – Big game on the ground, and I'll take the Vikings by ten points.
0: All right, your boys of the Broncos of Denver versus the Packers of Green Bay. Um, once again, Green Bay has really lucked out on their schedule and faces another top defense. S-t-t-t- display Matt Lefler. his offense, the mighty Croissant, as I'm now going to call him. Just came up with that on the spot. Uh, there's no O for Denver, which is a tough scene. Um, and I'm expecting another squeaker type game for Green Bay, but I expect in the fourth quarter, they'll probably create more separation. I'm saying 27 to 10, but
1: the Packers, um, yeah, I'm going to take the Packers as well. I'm going to take it in a much lower scoring game though. I'm going to go Green Bay 17 to 10 over the Broncos.
0: God, man. you're optimistic. Um, it's so cute. <laughs>
1: um, the Broncos just have no offensive production whatsoever. The only production we got last week was in the final minutes of the game, um, and it came off of just phenomenal catches by Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I I think the Broncos' defense is very good. It's top 10. It's going to give Aaron Rodgers a lot of issues. I expect Von Miller and Bradley Chubb to show up, um, but the Packers have just a little bit too much. The, the Broncos are they they can't move the ball effectively They're just not good on offense Plainly, I, I'm taking the Packers That must have been really tough for you to say You know, it's it's been a tough season I'm, <laughs> I'm beaten down by this point, Corey It's week two <laughs> Yeah, I know <laughs> God
0: uh, sp- Speaking of a barn burner We got Kyle Allen, I think his name is And uh, Kyler Murray The Kyle Bowl
1: Yeah, the Kyle Bowl
0: Carolina and Arizona.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take Kyler Murray to get his first win in the NFL. Oh, dude, what the Um, hell? Me too. (laughs) It's it's a home game for him. Um, I I am really low on the Panthers this year. Uh, Cam Newton has not looked good. Um, Christian McCaffrey was really held at check last week, although I expect him to have a much better game against the Arizona defense. Um, Regardless, I'm going to take the Cardinals to win this one, 27-24.
0: Uh, I said no Cam equals no win. Uh, Cam has been bad, but the danger factor is now gone with him not being there because even though he has been a shell of his former self, him still being out there is more of a difference maker than I think Allen's going to be. Uh, Kyler has also been a good QB since about the fourth quarter in week one. So I said 24 to 10. 24
1: to 10. Uh, I had the Giants. Fuck. I didn't I didn't make my yeah. pick on it. So
0: uh, I yeah. said that... Next- yep. <laughs> giants at the bucks yeah. uh James winston which one do you get that really is a great question
1: <laughs> um do you mean what, what what crab legs do you get or
0: well probably i don't know at this type of season uh, what red shell maryland i don't know
1: <laughs> i like king i like king crab
0: okay we get it you're rich whatever dude <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh the G- giants defense is awful but then again the offense is awful <laughs> so it's a real tough choice, but the Bucks defense needs to scare Jones. They can. He's a rookie. They can show him types of sets that he's never seen before. Jones also has no wide receivers to pass to as long as Golden Tate is still suspended. I'm saying the Bucks are going to win 17 to 13.
1: Okay, next game is Saints at Seahawks. This one's in Seattle. Who do you have?
0: Um, I say that Teddy Two Gloves isn't bad. He's average. <laughs> Seattle hasn't been dominant in any of their games this year, and they're 2-0 and somehow for the first time since their last Super Bowl win. They can't lose, though. It's a 12th, man. It's Teddy Two Gloves. I think the last time Teddy Two Gloves was probably in Seattle on the field was when he got knocked out.
1: Yeah, a couple years back.
0: Uh, and for that reason, I am taking Seattle 27-13. to
1: I'm also going to take the Seahawks. I I really like what they're doing. Russell Wilson has been so good this year. I just I want to throw out some quick stats on him. Throw him. this year he, he's completing seventy eight percent of his passes, about five hundred yards, five touchdowns to zero turnovers. Um, their their offense is really getting going. And DK Metcalf caught his first touchdown last week too. He's he's grabbed uh, seven catches this year for one hundred fifty yards. What does he bench? Um, what does he bench? I, I don't know. I was hoping you did. We should find that out. Next episode. D- <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think we should call up DK and ask.
0: Yeah, DK, if you're yeah. listening out of pure <laughs> chance, what do you bench? Comment below.
1: What, what do you bench, <laughs> DK Metcalf? No, I, I I think the Seahawks are the better team. I, I think the Saints I, – I talked about their offense earlier. They've really become stagnant. Teddy – is average but on the road at seattle i'm taking the seahawks and russell wilson
0: all right uh it's the steelers at the 49ers god this game would have been cool last week yeah uh the 49ers schedule has been a joke through two games
1: yep they play tampa and cincinnati and here comes pittsburgh and here comes pittsburgh led by uh Mason the quarterback Rudolph. starting his first game ever. Mason
0: Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's no tape. That's a benefit to that is. Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh's 0-2. That's a tough look. Um, yep. I really have no reason to pick what I'm about to pick, but I'm going to say Pittsburgh, 13-9.
1: <laughs> I'm going to pick the 49ers, uh, 27-17. to I think Mason Rudolph's good, <laughs> but he's going to struggle a little bit. I really like the 49ers offense um i'm leaning them oh and, uh, and also just so we have a little discrepancy you know so we have a little difference between us i'm gonna take the texans over the chargers in los angeles of course yeah wait i what? love that <laughs> <I know. laughs> of course wait wait a minute just <laughs> uh, uh, Des- deshaun watson is is gonna be under heat for a lot of that game but he's, he's shown already this season that he can be under pressure and he's still going to perform um And that I have a lot of question marks about the Chargers after last week, what they did in Detroit. So I'm going to take Houston in a close one.
0: That's cool. Thanks for, like, shitting on my flag.
1: You're welcome. (laughs) But I also did on yours, so suck it.
0: Uh, Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Best it again. Uh, The Rams are playing Cleveland, which would have been cool as the opener. But I think everyone's kind of cooling off on Cleveland because, believe it or not, beating the Jets... With Trevor Simeon slash Luke folk has not hyped up the fans.
1: It has not. <laughs> what do you think? I'm gonna take the Rams, and I'm gonna take them because I think they're just better coached. Um, I I'm, I have real doubts about Freddie Kitchens and Baker didn't look all that great against the Jets either, even though they won. Um, I the Rams have a lot of question marks to their offensive lines liability. <laughs> Their offense, it has taken time in both of their first two games to kind of get going. Um, but I, I think Sean McVay is a better coach, and I think the Rams are going to be better prepared. Um, and I also loved what I saw last week from Wade Phillips and their defense. So I'll take the Rams on uh, the Sunday night game in Cleveland.
0: I said the Rams beat a frazzled New Orleans team, but Cleveland also beat a terrible Jets team and lost to a terrible Tennessee team that lost yeah. to Gardner Minshew.
1: That lost to the GOAT.
0: The GOAT. With the go <laughs> to be, Baba Menchu, Uh thirty-one <laughs> to twenty is what I have with L.A. escaping
1: the dog pound. Okay, Monday night we bard have burner. a barn burner. <laughs>
2: a
0: clash between two to... Hall of Fame s quarterbacks in the left corner. We have Mitch Trubisky, the average quarterback from UNC, and a terrible quarterback for his through three years. And on the other side, we have the Minnesota Miracle Man,
1: Case Keenum case Thunder keenum in this one it is in dc i am gonna take the redskins in an upset oh come on (laughs) i have no legitimate reason why other than i love case Thunder keenum baby
0: (laughs) i uh i also picked washington Thinking wow, that, did
1: you really? Did yeah. You really? Yeah, wow. uh, that, yeah. That actually makes me kind of want to take the Bears now because their their defense is pretty sick. <laughs> if, no one, <laughs> if, if no one else is going to take it, then I, I
0: kind of want it. Are, uh,
1: are you, are you going to talk me out of the Redskins? <laughs>
0: I could talk you into them.
1: Well, I already picked them.
0: Yeah, but I'm going to back up your point then, I guess.
1: Uh, okay, all right, go for it.
0: Washington played very close in two divisional games versus two decent teams. Case Keenum has not looked like he is going to be the be-all end-all of this offense. Their only issue really has been running because they're they're throwing out Adrian Peterson's dead corpse while Darius Geis reheals his kneecap for about the fifth time in like two years
1: two years yeah they have
0: that rookie wide receiver whose name i can't remember off the top of my head but but
1: he's kind of good
0: he's been really good he's a good fantasy choice for sure because he's the only one catching the ball outside of vernon davis but i'd say the x factor for this game is not mitch trubisky because he is no way an x factor it's montgomery again the running back that I said last week would be the X factor because I'm hoping he will show up. I don't have him, but I want him. And I picked Washington
1: to win, twenty to seventeen. Yeah. I think it's Terry McLaurin, the receiver. Yes, on the Redskins, Terry McLaurin.
0: Yeah. Pick him up, fantasy wise.
1: Yeah. in fantasy, yeah, Se- definitely. Seriously though. <laughs> <laughs> seriously though, don't listen to us. But uh, this this one time, listen to us. Yeah, that. <laughs> <Take> our advice.
0: <laughs> Take Terry McLaurin. He's probably available but in your why? league.
1: <laughs> Blindly take our advice, damn it.
0: Do it, or else just come back to the next episode and ignore just us come again. back to the
1: next Sode, yeah.
0: The Sode, who the hell? Who <laughs> the hell previates episode to Sode? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, this has been a great Sode, Corey. Well,
0: this has been a top notch Sode. <laughs> I want to just say, Kyle, thanks for once again coming. And to all you out there, hope you have a great week three. Thanks again hope for coming, Kyle.
1: Week three. Yeah, thanks, Corey. Good
2: stuff.